Bad Habits Bert Brighton was a mountain of a man, but it was his way with words, his power to persuade, that made him the best life coach in Arizona. He'd been in the business for ten years and had bettered almost a thousand lives. Bad habits die hard, but with Bert's perfect success rate, no one questioned his dedication and methods, at least not to his face. That included Walter Higgins, who was sitting in a chair in this nondescript building at the Arizona-Nevada border. Bert knew this particular intervention wasn't going to be easy. Walter had 60 years of deep-rooted ways he needed to break through. But for Bert, failure was not an option. There were plenty of places Bert would have rather been. He was supposed to be in Vegas, lounging at the pool, trying his luck at the tables. But Walter's wife had called in a panic, and Bert couldn't turn down the opportunity to help correct someone's life. The $750,000 fee didn't hurt either. Hot and hungry, Bert ignored his discomfort and thought about the job. Sure, the conditions weren't optimal, but he dealt with worse. The sooner he broke Walter's habit, the sooner he could get in his Porsche and drive to his hotel. Bert positioned his face just inches from the trembling man's puckered mouth. He raised his voice and said, Do not spit it out. You have to be strong, Walter, okay? Do not spit that out. The look of pain in Walter's tearing eyes warned Bert to move, but he couldn't get out of the way quick enough. A mixture of tobacco juice and snot shot out of the man's nose and mouth, sprayed Bert's face. Bert took a step back, calmly bent down and pulled a rag from the bag of supplies he'd picked up at the gas station. He counted to five and wiped off his face. Okay, so we're not off to such a great start. Bert smiled, kept his voice calm. I know that you think my techniques are a bit unorthodox, but let me assure you, they work. You may not realize it, Walter, but you've been given a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to change everything. Bert took a swig of his bottle of sweetened green tea while Walter spat the remainder of the brownish-green concoction onto the dusty floor. Did you swallow any of it? Walter nodded his head, looked as if he might throw up. Bert said, It's not nice to swallow something gross and disgusting, is it? Walter spit again. I, 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 I promise I, I won't. Bert shushed him by holding up his finger. Don't make promises yet, Walter. I don't want to repeat myself again, so listen up. I talk, and you listen. Got it? After Walter nodded, Bert pulled a 32-ounce cup from the bag and faced the back of the room. He turned around 30 seconds later, careful not to spill the yellow liquid sloshing around in the cup. Walter's eyes grew wide. You're not serious. Bert swished the cup of urine in front of Walter's faded baby blues. I'm not drinking that. Bert gave Walter a friendly slap. You need to see things from all perspectives. 
from Nancy's perspective. When Walter began to protest, Bert pinched the old man's cheeks together and emptied the cup's contents into his mouth. Now, before you spit that out, I want you to think about something. Bert kept pinching Walter's cheeks and tilted his head back so nothing poured out. Do you see how someone else might not like this, Walter? Can you see Nancy's perspective? He let Walter's cheeks go. Can you see? Walter was on the verge of swallowing as he nodded. Bert walked back to his tea, finished it in one gulp. He pulled another one from the paper bag, along with a metal bucket he'd set on the floor. When he looked back at Walter's bulging cheeks, he was disappointed. It looks like you're thinking of doing something very stupid, Walter.